This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who's somewhere off the coast of Massachusetts. Mike, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we are coming off of one of the weirder lulls in the entire sports calendar. The the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after first weekend of March Madness. Um, and this is the first March Madness in... I don't know, maybe a decade that I haven't taken the first weekend of March Madness off. So I don't feel like I needed this break as much, but usually I'm coming off this feeling like I need it. But I guess, how how are you feeling after uh, first weekend of March Madness, Steve? How's your bracket? How are your bets? How are you feeling? So, Mike, covered? I, you're probably not expecting this from me. I have, I have watched hardly any basketball, hardly any college basketball. And it's one of those things where, like, I, with kids in my life now, I haven't become, like, less of a fan or, like, less across the board, less of a fan across the board of all sports. I've I've just cut certain sports out of my life. Um, I'm just as of an intense, you know, fan of, you know, baseball, football, certain, like, but the fringe sports, unfortunately, have gotten cut from my life. So, I... I haven't been that invested in March Madness, and to be honest, I kind of feel great about it. Yeah, because I'm always I'm always scrambling to like learn about these teams, like get invested in these games, gambling money that I shouldn't be gambling on teams and sport that I don't really know. So I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. Like I'm I'm very peripheral on it. Like I I have a couple brackets. Like if a game's on and it's the second half, I might watch it for a little bit. But I'm very, I'm I'm just like very much removed from it, more so than I ever have been in my life. Yeah, I, I'm in a very similar position. Like, like I said, I this is a weekend that I like mark off my calendar every single year. I take work off that Thursday and Friday every single year. I didn't do that this year, and you know I had like a couple of the games up on my phone while I was at the office, and here and there I caught a game maybe had it in the background while I was like doing things, but I didn't really sit down and watch any games. You know, I've still filled up my bracket. Uh, sports betting just came to Massachusetts. So they had all these free promos and stuff like that. So even though I've been retired for quite some time, I, I made a comeback a little bit with my, my, all my free promo bets, trying to game the system on like four different accounts and stuff like that, trying to get as many free things as I could. So <laughs> I tried to indulge. It's been great. Oh, you just got to, you just got to, you just got to troll the different gambling websites. Yeah. And free money. I love like that first day, all of our group texts were just like people like <laughs> guides, to, like how to scam all of these different, you know, gambling companies and stuff like that, which, you know, I'm sure they're happy to have you open up accounts and every single one, whatever I'm sure give them your credit card information. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, we're not winning here, but so I indulged a little bit, but yeah, no, this was a very different experience for me. I, uh, I, I wasn't quite as like, usually what it looks like is five TVs set up and I don't leave my couch for 72 straight hours, but that's not what it, what it looks like this time. Uh, but my brackets not great, but it's still alive. I still have three of my, my final four, which I think, the thing that does think about this is from what I did watch and what I can tell, this is like one of the best March Madness. And I know people say this every single year, but it has they been say it every year. I know, I, I, I know, I, I know, Steve, I know, but this would have been legitimately crazy. It's been legitimately That's what they said crazy. last year. They said last year was the most in the history of the tournament. They say it every freaking year. And I feel like it doubles down every year. It's, it's like, uh, well, this is not a reference you're going to get, but <laughs> every year the, uh, the Bachelor or the Bachelorette preview is like the most dramatic season here. yet. That's what this is like. It's you know, it's it's the 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 greatest March Madness ever. Uh, but you had a, a sixteen beat a one. You have a fifteen in the Sweet Sixteen. 
like the very first game of the tournament was a 13 over a four. Like there's, it has been a crazy tournament anyways. But Mike, I, I will say, so I'll make an argument for um uh, another weekend coming up that I think yeah. for yeah. me is better in at this point in my life. And now I, I wouldn't have said this probably five, six years ago, but at this point in my life, the weekend the the couple days uh of the masters i think yep. is is my favorite sports weekend of the year so that thursday and friday for me it's more enjoyable than the first two days of march madness because you get day baseball all day and you get the masters it's awesome i again I, it's crazy that i'm saying this but i'm I wouldn't say I'm there yet. I've always said the, the best weekend in the sports calendar is the first weekend of March Madness. I'm getting to a point where I'm pretty close to that. And the year that March Madness was canceled because of COVID, they did that weird like October um, Masters tournament. And so me and all my buddies who would usually take off work, we did that for, uh, we called it March Madness, but it was actually the Masters we took off the Thursday and Friday and we set up four TVs and, you know, they have the aim and corner like camera. They have holes like 17, 18 or 16, 17, 18. So you can literally be watching like 10 different holes at once on four different televisions. So you, if you do it right and you can bet on the individual matchups, you can have, you know, specific holes i mean there is enough action on masters weekend for it to have the argument for being the best weekend sports and it's just a different viewing experience for sure it's like you can live your life a little bit especially you know in our stage live your life a little bit and keep coming just have the tv in the background all day long and ha have an idea of what's going on be able to follow along the, the action and and you know mike i i never thought i would i'd, I'd say this but I've become a big golf fan because I can just have golf on in the background. I can yep. have it on my monitor next to my computer while I'm doing work. It doesn't distract me. It gives you some nice background noise. And every once in a while, you get to look and see what's going on. I can have it on while I'm playing with the kids. You don't need to be intensely watching it. You can just have it. You can just, It's just great background stuff. Great background noise. Great, great background TV to have on. And because of that, I'm like, I'm bigger into golf than I ever have been. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it. Mike, let's take off. Can you take off the, the Friday of the masters? I'm thinking of taking a day off. Cause I didn't take any March I, Madness I, days off. You know what? Because I didn't take any March Madness. I could, and you know, it's, it's a uh, Easter weekend too. So maybe we can get a little extended weekend. Maybe, uh, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I think, I think that? I'm going to set up multiple TVs in the, uh, okay. in the Gendron saloon and have uh baseball and several, several uh holes of augusta national up in the gender saloon and okay. if there's any anybody in the two crew that's listening that might want to uh to join us at the gender saloon i think i'm gonna do that i think i'm gonna take the, okay. the friday the masters off it sounds like i like it. it uh so mike we had the irish clover five miler this uh well not this past weekend the weekend before uh it was a good time great uh perfect day i know there was some people that came out for the irish clover two years ago and it was a horrific weather day freezing rain but it actually made for a great after party today uh, i mean this 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 year was beautiful it was sunny um at the gun it was 40 degrees out and warming up so it was one of those things where it was like Really nice cold temperature, but you could wear singlet and shorts because you knew the temperature was going up and the sun was out. And then uh, it got up to like, you know, you know, mid 50s for the after party and it was sunny. So we had the the party outside. It was it was awesome. We had a great time. Um, I do need to clear some things up with the Irish Clover, uh, uh, you know, pictures after the fact. Uh, <laughs> I posted some pictures on the Instagram of just people that were at the Irish Clover rocking um, two crew singlets, you know, uh, you know, various uh, peaks too early merchandise. And I made it look like I won the race and I didn't win the race. Oh. I, I'm very happy. I'm very with happy. I'm very happy with how I ran. I, I ran better than I thought I was going to. It's, it's great progress from where I'm at. It was a great race for me. I didn't win the race. And in fact, some of the people, I just put it up because 
What? Because hey, what Mike, you, I'm the host you, of the show. Okay, so I put what do you mean by first. that? You oh, I see. Is that I what, put my picture? Yeah, the picture, and I was kind of all by myself when I was crossing the finish line, so mm, it kind of looked like I won the race. I didn't okay. win the race, and in fact, there's some pictures of people after me in the slideshow that that beat me in the race, like Joe Rand beat me in the race and I put his picture after mine. So it made it look <laughs> like I won the race and I beat Joe Rand. So I apologize. I didn't win the I I'm very happy with how I ran. I think I got a, you know, a, a top six finish in a in a pretty competitive field. Um but uh I, I didn't win the race and, and Joe Rand did in fact beat me. So I needed to put that out there to the world. Who who took the dub? Uh, as somebody from the South Shore, so there was a couple okay. different. I, I, um, there was a couple different. So it was part of like a couple different series. So there's the the Wild Rover series, which it's always been part of, and then there's the New England, um, New England Runner Pub series that picks different races from around New England, and so that it became part of the Pub series. And then I think there was a couple like, uh, clubs like have their own series where they pick different races, and I think there was a couple clubs, uh, like. New England running clubs that picked it as part of their club series. So it was a couple different series. So you had some decently fast people out there. Um, so, I mean, you know, if it was, if it was a lesser year, I'm, I'm, you know, I may have turned back the clocks a little bit and taken the dub, but you know, I'm, I'm happy with how I ran. Okay. All right. So um, I'm, you know, I'm feeling good and, you know, I'm on the comeback trail a little bit, still not top in the podium, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. And I, uh, and, and unless you have any, any, before we get into the run news, unless you have anything else you want to dive into, I do have a funny story about a race Aaron ran. Well, why don't you tell, I, I have a topic that I'd like to, to break down because something that's been on my mind lately, but let's, let's, let's dive into Aaron's race first. Okay. So my wife, Aaron has been running very well and, uh, she's, she's super fit and I, and it, it, it's, you know, with, with the boys, with the kids, like we've, you know, uh, the running and working out, we've made it a priority to kind of like protect that time in our house. Like she has her time to run. I have my time to run because we need it. It gets us out of the house. It makes us better parents. Like it, we, it, it's just something we want to protect. And like, we respect each other's times. Like we know when the uh, one person's going to run and, and be like, I know I got to be home. She's got to be home on Saturday mornings to take care of the kids. Cause that's when I do my long run. I need to be home on Sunday mornings to take care of the kids. So we've made it part of our life with kids and it's been an important part of our life with kids. So um, I'm on the comeback trail, but she's running better than she's ever run. And she's been running a lot of races and she ran this, I think it was a 5k. And in New England, as I'm sure they do across the country, it's like every race within a three week, you know, you know, before St. Patrick's Day or after St. Patrick's Day has some sort of St. Patrick's Day theme. And she like, she won her age division, you know, which from, you know, where she's come, where she's been, like, you know, I think it's, it's really, really impressive. Like she's, she's working really hard, getting faster. She won her age division in the prize. They said that they were going to give her a, <laughs> so the prize was marketed as a boiled dinner. And so for anybody that knows St. Patrick's Day Fair, it's, you have your boiled dinner you have your you have your corned beef your carrots your potato and it's boiled and um it's actually not that good it's the sauces that you put on and stuff that that make it good but i mean every saint patrick's day i go get my boiled dinner just because you know it, it's what you do um and so they 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 gave her this boiled dinner but when they gave it to her they they she's like and, and the winner of the age divisions are gonna get a uncooked boiled dinner <laughs> and so what? she goes up to get her prize and she gets a package of uncooked meat, a sack of potatoes, a sack of carrots and a head of cabbage, just like groceries. <laughs> so that's not a boiled dinner. No, all. it's an, it's an unboiled dinner. It's just the ingredients. It's, it's the complete it's like, opposite of a boiled dinner. It couldn't be more opposite. Like, what, like what kind of road race is just like, I'm going to just give people this uncooked food as a prize for winning the age divisions, like it, it, it was the craziest thing I've ever to, seen a road race do. You have to haul all this food back, and when are you actually gonna go well, back and you gonna I, go back I and gotta, cook it now? You're gonna go back and boil it now? Yeah, I mean, I just got all this this crap sitting in my fridge. It's like I, you know, I get potatoes, but you know, we don't eat a ton of potatoes, so I get a couple, right? And I, you know, we use them. You know, we probably have a, a dinner with potatoes once a week, but I got this giant sack of potatoes in my kitchen and this giant sack of carrots in my my kitchen. I don't know what to do with it. Listen, 
I'm here for creative road race prizes. I love a good creative because, you know, these little trinkets or whatever that you get, it's like, all right, at some point, what are you going to do with it? So I love a good creative road race prize. But that is, that's not a prize. That's an inconvenience. That's all that is. Hey, thank you. That is an inconvenience. (laughs) Yeah, it, 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 it's it's not been, not not the best. Not yeah, you, I'm, I'm, I, I love creativity second. in the prizes. You know, I don't need a you know a, a a crappy little like plastic trophy. I love the creative prizes, but that is just you probably could have just saved the you know the the seventeen bucks and given that to me instead of the the groceries. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, they're 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 trying a little too hard with that one. Yeah. All right, so to completely change the topic here, see, this is just something I've been thinking about lately. I've been thinking about it because everybody, it, it feels like everybody in the world is talking about it. And it, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on it. Um, but the other day I was talking to somebody, and they it must have been like the seventh person now to tell me this, that I needed to try playing pickleball. And I heard a little bit about pickleball, whatever it was, a year or two ago. And I watch people play it, and I see it, and I hear people talking about it. And my very first reaction when I when I see pickleball, Steve, is I would dominate pickleball. I would dominate. It's it's adult ping pong, right? And I consider myself a pretty good ping pong player. You know, Christmas Day champion, no big deal. Shout out to me. Uh and but it's it's ping pong plus a little tiny bit of moving around which i feel like i can do i got the competitive i feel like i would dominate pickleball but i am in a place now i feel like i will never step on a pickleball court just because i am sick and tired of hearing about pickleball and i feel conflicted i had the same conversation with somebody last week i had the same conversation with somebody last week it's 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 it you you you're afraid to play tennis. That's why you know that yeah. that's why that everybody who plays pickleball is afraid to play tennis. Like, hey, listen, I I I I I've you know I'll I'll, I'll lace up, I'll get on the tennis court with you. But I think at this point in my life, and part of it is is just making a statement. I'm I'm yes. just not gonna play pickleball because Steve. Here, here's the thing: is there's you're a good tennis player, but there's enough like tennis is an established sport there's enough people who play tennis where you'd really have to work your way up to to you know be successful in tennis now pickleball is new enough and it's mostly you know older people who are not trying to move around in the tennis courts where if you grab the pickleball paddle tomorrow i think you'd immediately be like top tier pickleball player between my ping pong and tennis skill that's what i'm saying i'd be like i'd be great at it that's what i'm saying so it's not to say like you should stick to tennis because that's what you'd be better at. But to me, it's like a point of pride now. Like I just, I, I feel like a hipster, but it's just like, I can't, I don't think I can ever do it. I don't think I can ever entertain the idea of pickleball. And Mike, you bring up an interesting point when, when you watch a, like a, you know, a Wimbledon or us open or, or, or one of the, one of the grand slam, uh, you know, uh, tennis tournaments and you watch you know you watch you know Rafa you know did Nadal get up there and, and and smash a serve and they go back and forth and you're just in awe being like there's I could never do this like these guys are incredible athletes with incredible skill you know you watch the top tier pickleball players and even at the highest level I look at that I'm like I could probably do that yeah <laughs> you know what I mean right and and you know as it continues to grow, we might get to a point one day where you have freak athletes doing it. And I watch a pickleball and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can never do that. But like I'm saying, it's still in its infancy enough where I feel like if we wanted to to be successful pickleball player, I'm not saying I could be a pro. But I'm saying if I wanted to go to my local gym and dominate the gym and, you know, start taking taking home tournaments, yeah, I might be able to do that. But I, I just I'm too proud at this point. I'm too proud. If, if seven different people tell me I should, I should oh, have you heard about this pickleball thing? Well, now I'm out on it. I'm out. <laughs> it's like, it's like when uh, there's a, 
uh, a great show out there and you're a little behind you didn't watch it when it premiered and it's maybe even like a year and a half past and people still talk about it and enough people tell you to watch it i just get to the point where it's like i'm never gonna watch the walking dead I'm game never going to watch Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones will never, never happen. <laughs> you know, I'm, Even I'm Breaking just... Bad. Breaking Bad, I know I would love Breaking Bad, but it's just <laughs> too far gone. Too far gone. The Wire. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Wow, yeah. 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 And then uh and then, you know, uh, there's been a couple shows there though where um it's long enough gone where people stop talking about it and I'll be like, "All right, it's time for me to watch The Sopranos now." And I watch yeah. it. I freaking love it. You know, 15 I mean? years later, you're like, have you have you seen the show The Sopranos? <laughs> yeah. And, and let's see, like, you know, 2035, I'll be like dominating the local pickleball circuit. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. We just got to wait for it to crest and get on the other end when like a new fads, that fad sport is uh, taken over and where me and you are like starting our pickleball podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Mike, we're getting pretty close to woodwork day. I think, um, you know, it's, yeah. uh, spring has sprung, um, and, uh, there's going to be, and it's still just a little, today was close. Today was close, but it was like 55 degrees and it was just it's still chilly in the morning, chilly in the morning, it's still chilly in the morning. We're getting close to woodwork day. So woodwork day for, for our new listeners is when all of the runners come out of the woodwork that haven't run a step all winter. So that's when Mike will lace up mm-hmm, and finally mm-hmm. decide to go for his first run of the year is that's when right. the weather is just, it gets, you know, it's one of those days you wake up and it's like 65, sunny, not too hot. You know, you feel like you could, you know, you could eat you, because you've been stuck inside. and It's been cold in winter. You feel like you could go to the beach if you wanted to, um, but it's just like cool enough to get a great run in and every single person you know, is out there going for a run. So that's woodwork day. So we're getting close to woodwork day. It usually, it usually happens around, around Boston marathon time, which is coming up. I'm excited for that. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for woodwork day. And here's the thing for our cold weather climate listeners around across the country, send us when it's woodwork day in your region, because mm, woodwork day like is going to be different in every state. It's going to be different. It's, it might even be different in different parts of the states here in Massachusetts. I might have different weather up, weather up in Lowell versus it might be different down in Medfield. So send, hit us up when it's your, uh, when it's your woodwork day, we'll, we'll repost it. We'll try to get a, you know, a, a little woodwork day trend going on, uh, on the, on the, uh, the social medias. So keep an eye yes. out for that. Yeah, and it won't just be the runners too. It's it's your average Joe's. The the streets are flooded. This this is the day when the the real runners are retreating to their, uh, you know, maybe they're going to the, the the trails or you know maybe you're going, you're staying off your normal crowded running route today. That on that on that woodwork day because you just don't want to be bombarded with the uh, you know your average Joe's stumbling around out there. Sure. So Mike, we we there's been. You know, I mean, there's been there's been a lot that's happened Too since uh, our our last uh, our last episode. But at the same time, like going back to our original discussion at the at the top of the show, we've kind of hit a lull, and it happens every winter where you know there's nothing, 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 and then there's a million important indoor races, and then it just like falls off a cliff again, and there's nothing until Boston Marathon. We're kind of in those in that lull, so. We're going to go back and kind of uh, just touch on some of the things that have happened, some of the topics that, uh, you know, I know the the two crew would like to talk about. First off, just because it it's um, it's uh, it's kind of related to one of the big topics we talked about last on last week's pod or last episode. Um, so we talked about Josh Thompson getting DQ'd and how uh, he you know, the ruling was he got impeded at the national championship. He impeded uh, Henry Wynn. And, you know, while we thought that the call on the DQ was was kind of bullshit um, and we don't necessarily want the sport to be like that. Uh, we were bummed for our guy, Henry, because if he didn't get the he definitely 
lost all his momentum and he, and he had a chance to win the uh, to win a national uh, a USA championship. Um, but he comes back the next week at Boston, the indoor mile in Boston, and he outkicks Cooper Tier for the win in a in an amazing race. Cooper Tier took it out at a a crazy pace. I mean, I think the first 800 was close to world record pace for the mile. So he took it out at an insane pace. Henry just ran a smart race and nipped him at the line. Couldn't be more pumped for this guy. Um, you know, he, he's a friend of the program, somebody that we want to see do well, somebody that's kind of yo-yoed a bit, had some success and has maybe had a couple tough years. Um, but we've talked, we've always talked about him as a guy that could potentially pop a guy that could potentially come out of nowhere and win some big races. And here you have him winning a big race against arguably one of the best runners in the country right now. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I'm watching that race and even with like four, 600 to go ish, he, um, he was in a good spot, but I didn't think he had any chance to win. He's sitting back in fourth place, but there was a, a decent gap between the the top three and he was kind of sitting back and it looked like this is setting up perfect for Henry to squeeze into second or third place. But that last push was crazy. And he, it took every single inch for him to get there. I mean, even you had the photo finish coming across the line. So he raced it perfect and he set it up perfect. Nobody else like fell back to him. He just kind of was patient when at, I guess, the right time, he he pretty much planned it down to, to the inch, and uh, it was a great race. So, yeah, you love to see that. And uh, if it wasn't for the the incident a couple weeks ago, then we'd be talking about how Henry Wynn is on a, uh, on, on a bit of a winning streak right now. But this is exciting as we kind of transition into outdoor. Yep. And he's one of those guys that, He's always done well and he's always done better in indoor than he's done in outdoor, but his build and his stride and just like his capability should be built for outdoor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he has a long lanky stride on those tight corners. Like it, it just, the math on it, he shouldn't be better in indoor. He should be better in outdoor. So if he's able to kind of carry this momentum into an outdoor season, it could be fun. He could, he could have uh, some success. So I'm excited to see uh, him continue to continue to, 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 to ride this, this wave of, of success. So. Do you got a, do you got anything, any, any stories? I got a couple. Of, I got a couple. Yeah. You got one more race. You, you, should we talk about that first? And then we'll kind of, yeah, well, let's talk about our guy Jacob Thompson taking home the USATF mm -hmm. uh, half marathon championship. And, you know, I think he, for me, he's one of the more interesting people in the sport just because to me, he strikes me as like a true throwback grinder, like a mm -hmm. guy that is just going to work his ass off to try and compete. He was here in Boston. He was running for BAA. And, I mean, I, I don't know what would happen, but he, I think he seemed unhappy. I think he he felt like he wasn't reaching his potential, so he kind of left BAA. He bet on himself. He moved out west. Um, he ended up getting hooked up with Under Armour, and, you know, he uh, he had some some strong finishes. To, to get a title like this, I think he's, he's slowly moving into kind of one of the marathon – prospects if you will in the country like one of the young up-and-coming marathon prospects and i think when he starts getting in those big city marathons and you know maybe even as we get close to the trial he's he's going to be somebody that's talked about as a potential sleeper to get on that podium or um you know steal a you know steal a spot from somebody that maybe he'll has a little more experience or probably has a little bit better resume. So keep an eye on him because he just keeps getting better and he just keeps, yeah, he, he just, uh, you know, seems to, 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 to keep growing at this distance. He was a little bit, I think he, he came up as more of a mid distance guy. Um, but to see him having success at the real long stuff is it's exciting. You know, I, I'm, I'm another, he's, he's another person that I, I proudly call one of our guys, you know, somebody that, 
has has been on the podcast, somebody that likes what we're doing, somebody that we had a great, you know, we had great conversation with, somebody that we we stay in touch with. And um, he's kind of one, he's always been kind of one of those, like I said, prospects, fringe guys that may be able to continue to to move up in the in the you know, in the rankings of the sport, if you will. Yeah, and I think I have to think that he well, might sound silly to say, but I think that must have been a race that he had circled on his calendar, right? And I, I, I don't think there's a ton of people who are like gearing up, like, okay, their big race is the half marathon right now, right? Like this time of year, either you're grinding on the track or you're preparing for some of these spring marathons and have those circled. But I think it's smart to go out and go go all out for a half marathon championship. It It's that momentum that you're talking about, Steve, pushing you into the spring season and it's like you know what get some championship under your belt i think like you said when you're betting on yourself to be able to go out there and put up a first place to get yourself a championship get a, a usatf um chip and and have that on your on your resume i think is a really smart move and i'm hoping he can carry that on to marathon season which is coming up real quick can be here any second now so so yeah uh you got any more races to talk about or you want to move on here uh i got a couple smaller things uh one thing so i'm just realizing that we didn't so we don't do a ton of prep for the show but we always kind of talk about like oh i gotta i want to talk about this want to talk about that when it comes to the running news part one thing we didn't mention mike that we need to talk about was this uh the tyreek hill 60 meters. Oh God. How did we not talk about that? How was that not even on the prep? I just like, we got to talk about it. Well, it's been a minute since it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, so what race was this? It was, um, oh geez. I mean, (laughs) it was the USATF, um, uh, masters indoor championship, which I, I don't understand. I don't understand it either. How because the master's 40? 40 plus. Yeah. I don't but understand. then you look at you look at the other guys in the race, and it doesn't seem like anybody's 40. Anyways, you want <laughs> the running world is up in arms about this, and I get it, I get it, but everybody needs to chill. So the way this is kind of being sold is like Tyree Kill won like a big race in an important event and um and it, the kind of buzzes went around but every and so that goes out there and like oh man Tyree can compete on the track like you know track and field's a joke blah blah but every single person that watches that race looks at it and is like wait a second what is going on these aren't the best runners in the country and so so at first I was kind of like wait, wait well like they're on ESPN they're talking about Tyree Kill running this impressive race like what's going on I started but then I was like hold on let's chill out first off you got people talking about the sport which mm-hmm. is a good thing it's always a good thing anytime we're bringing more eyeballs to the sport it's a good thing second off the people that are watching it are looking at it and being like whoa 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 all right it it, it he ran like it's impressive what he did against those people, but like I'm pretty sure these aren't the best runners in the world. Um, and so like my point to everybody that's freaking out defending the sport and is upset that he's getting all this coverage is like the people that are giving him his flowers and saying that the sport's a joke, we're always going to say that. Mm-hmm. They were always gonna say, and the people that are really looking at it being like, Whoa, what's going on here? Though those are the people that we want on our side. People that don't know the sport, but then look at it and be like, this this isn't that impressive. Those are the people we're talking to. You, there's, it's no use talking to the people that are like, Tyreek Hill, you know, is embarrassing the sport of track and field. Like, you know, if a guy can come out here and, you know, if an NFL player can come out here and, and dominate, then, you're, you know, what does your sport mean? Like, those people, you're never going to please them. And they're always going to try to tear track and field down. So it doesn't matter. Everybody take a chill pill. I think... When we talked about, um, uh, oh my God, the uh, the Seattle wide receiver, Mike, uh, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, and yeah. we talked about like the negative and positives that come from it. At the end of the day, so our biggest thing was, it's a net positive for the sport. Yes. It's a net positive, and I think even in this case, it's a net positive. 
<laughs> you're getting people talking about the sport. You're getting people watching Tyreek Hill run on the track. You're you're generating conversations like, can this guy compete? You're 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 getting people that are looking at him be like, wait a second, Tyreek Hill maybe show up against some decent athletes. So I think at the end of the day, it's a net positive. Everybody needs to calm down. I just I, I'm. I don't know. I, I guess I'm sick of talking about the like reaction of the track world to these professional athletes coming and running races. Because, like we've said a million times, it can only be a positive thing. I don't know why we need to evaluate every like if DK Metcalf showed up to like a a street ball game or something like that and was like dunking on like normal you know, like good basketball players, but just like guys out there shooting hoops, like, you know, at a a city court or something like that. It would be awesome. And, you know, you you see these like supreme athletes just going out there and doing awesome athletic things. And it's like, why can't we just, why does this have to be more than what it is? Like, why can't it be more than like, oh, that's like pretty sweet that Tyreek Hill is showing up on a track and just like showing off his, incredible athleticism and if you're at that meet if you're one of those guys in the races i'm sure you're like wow this is this is pretty sweet and it's like it just doesn't need to be anything bigger than that and it doesn't need to spiral out into all these debates and conversations and it's like tyree kill has an interest in running track races and showing up yeah. and dusting people. And listen, putting, if I, putting on his old high school singlet and racing, yeah. like that's cool. That's cool. And if I was a freak athlete and could just show up to other athletic events and just like dust people, even if they're not the best in the world, like that would be sweet and I would do it all the time. So it's like, and, and, like and you said, the people other thing need I'm thinking out. about right now is like people are saying, well, why did he choose that event? Why didn't he choose a better event? And like I'm I'm remembering back to when DK Metcalf. So DK Metcalf raced at a pretty high level of event against pros. And everybody was pissed that he was taking a spot yeah. from a professional. So it's a lose-lose thing. You get mad yeah, you at you get mad at Tyreek Hill for showing up to a lower level event. You get mad at DK Metcalf for showing up to a higher level event because he's taking away spots. It's everybody needs to chill out. Everybody needs to calm down. You need to embrace this and um act with so it, it's it's like a it's like you're unconfident in yourself in the sport when you start freaking mm-hmm. out about it. If you just act like this is cool and it's good for everything, then people will respect the sport more than everybody crying about it when it happens. Yeah, this is like the people who get upset about um you know, people like, oh, LeBron could go to the NFL and be like the the best tight end in the league. And it's like, why are you getting so upset about people saying that? If you don't, if, if, if you're a, a football junkie and you, you don't believe that and you're like, why the routes and, and the blocking and this and that, it's like, let's people are just trying to have fun with the conversation, man. Like it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that serious. So like you said, chill out. Chill out. Let's not get out of control here. Let's not get out of control. Tyreek Hill's a beast athlete and smoked a bunch of jabronis. That's really all that happened here. It's really it. Um, I got I got one other thing. I got in a little bit of a of a Twitter scuffle. Um, that sounds though, right. Yeah, and it wasn't a big one. It was just with a couple people. Um, so there was this. Let me see if I can find it. It was the Tokyo Marathon. Where the heck? I got it somewhere here, Mike. So the Tokyo Marathon. Um, I'm not even going to try. Where the heck is it? I know I have it here somewhere. Okay. So men's winner, Deso. Oh, my God. Uh Gelmista um, won the race, and there was a little bit of there was a little bit of um, questioning the end of the race tactics, and so they were there was some people calling for him to get DQ'd because in the home stretch of the marathon 
he drifted to one side to block out um, the guy in second place. And he didn't like, it wasn't super aggressive. It was pretty gentle. It was pretty gentle drifting out to the right to make sure that he wasn't going to get past. Um, pretty like solid race tactics. Have you seen this? I have not seen this. All right, let me let me let me show you the video. Um, let me see if you can see. Did this. he get DQ'd? No. Or people are just people like calling. people are just this? mad. Yeah. Let me see. All right. Yeah, I can, can see it. it. All right. Yeah. Okay, so they're gonna turn the corner here. Wait for it. A lot of people in the mix here. Yeah. So it was a pretty exciting finish. So it was gonna be a tactical finish, which is cool. All right. So they turn the corner. And he's looking around, and he's got some juice, and he's like, okay, we're going to get tactical towards the finish here. All right, can you see that? Yeah. Zooming in. He's looking over his shoulder. They're all together. He's drifting. <laughs> and people are – and, you know, like yes. – I mean, that's, that's great racing. If you're mad at that, you have to get mad at every single track race when the – the lead runner drifts into the second lane. Yep. It, it, it's, it's insane to get mad at that. So I had people, I, I, there was, I commented on somebody, um, say, asking if she, he should be queued. And I just was like, stop it. Let's not make running the softest sport in the world. And, yep. and a lot, a lot of people got angry by that. And that guy wasn't going to beat him. Like, no, that guy's flexing coming down the home stretch. I think it looks a little closer from that angle too. Than, well, that that's the other part. It's like the it angle. Is. The angle doesn't do it any favors. Yeah. So, but even I if think, it was, even if it was that close, I still don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, there's, there's no contact there. He's not, if the guy wants to cut back the other way and try and you know pull a fast one on him, he can try and do that. Now it's easier said than done coming down the home stretch of a marathon, but. Or if that guy had more juice left in the tank, you don't think he... If that guy actually had enough pop to get around him, he would have got around him. That like light drifting off to the side wasn't going to stop him. I have no issue with it. And I and, and we said it when we talked about, you know, Henry Wynn and Josh Thompson and um, Sam Prakel. It's like, in this sport, like, it shouldn't be super aggressive. Like, it shouldn't have to be, like, the whole sport. But you have to fight for your position. Just like you do in every single sport that involves some sort of racing, whether it's um, you know uh, auto racing, horse racing, running, it, any sport that doesn't have lanes, you have to establish and protect position, and that's yeah. just that's that, and that's what that's what racing should be. So. And you, you know what I'm convinced of, Steve. I think this goes for a lot of things. The people who were bitching about that online. If the roles were reversed and he actually gotten DQ'd for that, I bet they would have been the same people bitching about the fact that he got DQ'd. Yeah. Just because they want something to complain about. They want to to complain about everything that they possibly can. That's what that's how I feel about that. Yeah. Remember we talked about the uh the the turkey trot where the guy fighting for like fifth place and he oh. gets smashed <laughs> in the barrier. Yeah. I'm okay with that too. Like <laughs> Oh God, that's all I got for for run news on my end, Mike. I, I I had a couple things, but I think we only need to touch on one of them, and I think it's important that we do. Um, you know, we didn't do a big breakdown of NCAA indoors. Um, and you know, there's a ton to talk about there, so I don't think there's any point in backtracking now. But I think the one storyline that's worth um giving its time here is. And this is not something that we've talked a lot about because uh, she was previously she got a lot of hype as a high school runner and, and we don't talk high school runners. But Caitlin Tui, uh, I think it's fair to say at this point, is the real deal. She is awesome. She took the 3K and the 5K at NCAAs and she did it with ease. She's clearly the best runner on the track in both events. She now already has the collegiate record in the 1500, in the mile, in the 3K. Uh, she is a beast. She's an absolute beast. And 
you know, you don't always see like these high school prodigies kind of work out the the way that you think they are and have kind of the immediate success that she has had. Um, and she, I can't remember somebody, at least on the woman's side, who, you know, at this point in her college career, it was this evident that like she is, she's going to be a force on the professional scene. She is going to be around for a long time. Uh, she's, she's a beast. She's a beast. And I think it's worth, yeah. Bringing that up and mentioning, I think that was the, the biggest takeaway I had from the, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And I think you said, I think there's a couple of reasons we don't talk about high school, but one of the reasons is because you kind of want to leave that in high school because in this sport, so much changes in those years between high school and college. Like it's such like a, I don't know. It, it, it's it it it, it, it the way that your your body evolves and changes physically, mentally. Like it, it it's unlike any other sport in that way. So we try to leave it in high school, so we we don't talk too much about it. But yeah, you know she's she's making it very obvious that uh, she's a high school prodigy on her way now to become the future of the sport. And you look at her run, and as somebody that has like a very loose understanding of mechanics and like how a runner should look you look at her and she looks strong she looks comfortable she looks fast it's just you know she's one of those runners that makes it look easy and those are the most dangerous runners um when you're kind of scouting the future of the sport so i'm excited to see you know where she goes with this and hopefully she keeps progressing and hopefully we we are talking about her uh, on the not only on the college stage but on the world stage uh, not too far from now. So the other thing I wanted to touch on was uh, I was reading an article on Donovan Brazier how he just recently had another surgery um, and it is his goal to race again by the end of twenty twenty three and. I know we've done a lot of Donovan Brazier bashing lately. Um, and I, I think you won't find a podcast who is more complimentary and tongue bathing of Donovan Brazier in the early years. I think we, uh, you know, on multiple occasions, I said, we all said that he was going to be the greatest at his distance ever do it. Um, I, I, Mike, you called this man a baby bat back bitch I, last he's time. A, I, I, I did. I called him <laughs> that, and I just like I don't even know if we'll ever. He's, he's, he, he, he's, I don't know if we'll ever hear from this man again. I don't know if we'll hear from this man again. He's an old flame. He's an old flame. It was a messy breakup, but it's one of those things. Every once in a while, you're like, I want to go creep his Instagram. I want to see what he's. I up don't. To. I, maybe I, I maybe I I don't miss him, but maybe I miss him. Steve, we might not hear from this guy again. He might go zero dark thirty on Instagram. You may never hear from this man again. Like he, his goal is to race again by the end of twenty twenty. Yeah, that sucks to hear. He was that sucks to hear. He's coming off an injury. He was already like I. It, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he recovers from this injury, and he comes back better than ever. And his struggles over the last couple of years. Can somebody been... just get this man some steroids? Some <laughs> yeah. Can somebody and... just get this guy some some drugs so we can have so we can watch him race again and watch him race healthy, please? That's probably the only thing at this point that'll get us to be back on the Dunham and Brazier fan clubs if he gets accused <laughs> of using drugs. That's, that's the trajectory that this podcast goes. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I just even if he does start racing again, it's not like he's going to race good competition. And even the only time he does race good competition, he'll probably lose on uh championship scene. So, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see him back out there. I'd like to see him back competing. I would too. I just don't. I it's just this is uh it, it's Bryce crazy. Hop, it's Bryce Hopple's event, and we're all living in it, Steve. That's how I feel about that. Hopefully, hopefully. I love Bryce Hopple, but hopefully, mm -hmm. like, it, it's crazy, like, from where this podcast, when it started to where we're at now in the men's 800, it looked like we were having a, a dynasty for the foreseeable future. Now it's just, like, it's all up in the air. It's bleak. So, it's bleak. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, I would love for Bryce. I would love for it to be Bryce Hopple. I would love for him to be the guy. We need to see him do it in outdoor. So we need to see him do it for a full season. Yep. That's all I got, Steve. That's all you got. So we got anything in the back end of the end of the show here? We got anything to to look forward to? Um, I mean, I, I, I Boston Marathon. Boston Marathon. Um, are you going to be do around we, for Boston we, Marathon? Yeah. Do we do we make plans for the Boston Marathon? I got it off. I got that day off. Okay. All right. So for the, for the first time in my life, I work in a uh, a job that Patriots Day is a holiday, so I just have it off. There you go. So we need to brainstorm this. Um, I've 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 always I've always liked the idea of going to someplace in the first half marathon of the course and setting up a tailgate. See if we can set up a tailgate near the course. Um, so I want to look into that. And if anybody has any ideas, hit us up. Let us know because I think that could be fun if we're able to watch everybody come by and then set up a TV there, have a little grill going, a cooler, and like watch the whole race come by and, you know, um, you know, watch the finish on the TV, maybe even put on a little baseball and pack, be able to pack up and get out there, get out of there with ease. I think that would be best case scenario. So I want to see if we can figure that out. Have you, you've never done it that way, right? No. So yeah, so this this will be uncharted territory for us. Yeah, so we, we gotta we gotta tap into people to our resources to find out who's who who's experienced in that type of strategy. Yeah, so let's uh let's see what we can do there. Um, we could always go. We could always do some sort of tailgate, like on the Heartbreak Hill area. Um, but I think it could be more fun earlier on in the course. So okay. Let me let me let me think about it. Let me look into it. I'll uh, I'll resort research the uh, the course map because like early on in the race, I mean, I'm trying to remember back. I feel like there were points where there wasn't anybody out there, and it'd be really oh, cool to set sure. up shop there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to like pull up the course here, but yeah, no, there's definitely some dead spots early in the race, and I think it has to do with its earlier in the morning too so people are still kind of funneling into the course and yeah those aren't really the parts of the you know the famous parts of the race that you want to get to and see so yeah there, there i think there's some yeah. opportunity but there. if we get our you know our hd antenna out and we get a nice big tv set up it could be cool i have no idea where it was steve but i specifically remember when we were running it early in the race definitely within the first 10 miles coming down the road on the left hand side there was a big parking lot surrounded by yep. you know a couple story buildings and there was a tailgate going on there and we stopped in there and like partied with them there, there was like three trucks with like they had tv set up for the red sox game going i can see it in my brain but it doesn't help because I have no idea where that is in the course. All right. We got it. I'm going to have to do some research. Um, hold on. Like I, we took some pictures. Let me see in the, the, the scariest and greatest thing ever is this um, location thing on the pictures. If you pull up your phone oh, and, yeah. and it's like, it's one of those things where I can never find a picture that I want, but I remember where I was when I took it and I can zoom in and find <laughs> the picture that way. So it's like, it, it's, it's obviously terrifying, but it's it's super handy when you're trying to find a uh, a picture. So let me see. Uh, no. Oh wow! I have never really like done it like this where I've zoomed in and it. I've looked at it from like the you know the macro view where it just has like three hundred pictures and. It, it, but it's talking about the whole area as you zoom in it's like it really breaks down your location okay so i'm looking at this place and they got a sign that says gronk may be done 26.2 miles show me the picture if it's the if it's the spot i'm thinking of is that place that steve that is exactly the place i was thinking of. okay so 
That is exactly the place I was thinking of. It's in Ashland, Coburnville. I wish there's a sign over to the right that I don't. I wish I could see. Um, but that place looks awesome. Like they have a they have a beer pong table set up behind you. Like that is exactly. We need, we need to thinking. get there. We need to get there. I'm gonna go drive the course one day and like match up this picture with the course. <laughs> and I'm gonna wild. talk to whoever's there. Yeah, that place. That would is be incredible awesome. that you were just able to find I, that picture of the exact location I was thinking of. The map thing of the pictures. I'm telling you, it's like it's 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 simultaneously the scariest and and handiest part of having an iPhone. Oh, man, that's nuts. Yeah, I just I literally just pulled up the the <laughs> like where the Boston Marathon starts, and I scrolled along the course, and I found it. So. But, all right, Mike. Uh, let's uh, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got, people, on the bell app? I got a couple things. First of all, happy birthday to your youngest kid. Is an absolute beast. Uh, he he's at the age where it's like it feels like every month he just looks like a brand new person. Yep. And uh, so happy birthday to him. And. He's an animal, by the way. He's like he's he's an, he, he's yeah. a psycho. He he. I was playing with him in the living room, and he smashed his head on the ground. Like he he fell down, smashed his head, and he got up. And I thought he was crying. The kid was hysterically laughing. Yes, like he, he is he, just an animal. He's a classic like little boy in the sense of just like completely reckless. If you set up like a hundred precautions for him to not get himself in trouble he'll find the the one vulnerability and make sure he gets himself into trouble like he he's 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 a maniac but also like the sweetest smile and laugh in the entire world so kid the kid the kid's gonna be a winner kids he's he's got all the makings of just being a winner um so that's that and then you mentioned a couple times but we do a baseball season on the horizon here i don't know you're feeling steve my optimism is I I am I'm getting sucked in like I always do. I'm, I'm sucked getting, in. I'm in. I'm getting I'm in. sucked in like I always do. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. It was. I, this have, was all I have a bet. I have a bet on the over. I on the alternate over. So what the Red it? Sox. Uh, the, the, I got, the actual over must be like what, like seventy nine or something like that. I got it. At, it was seventy seven, and then I got the alternate over at like I think eighty four wins. They're that's they're really, gonna. That's I'm feeling good about this team. I like the team. Um, friggin' uh, Yoshi is a WBC uh yeah, champion right now, so I'm 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 excited. I'm in on the Red Sox. I'm I'm okay, ready to roll. Good, good. I'm glad you feel that way. And that's all I got. Uh, my bell app. I I kind of I kind of blew it earlier, but I was just I was gonna say I think like everybody's into March Madness right now, but I think quietly the best sports long weekend of the year is coming up with baseball masters and then followed by the Boston marathon the mm-hmm. next weekend. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. And I'm serious. I'm thinking of taking that, I guess it would be Friday, April 8th off of work and just having, having a sports day. So, uh, yeah. So if Mike, if you're, if you're free, let's okay. do it. Anybody else in the area wants to join us, it's going to be a good time. Other than that, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, Hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. And I don't want to lose your love tonight. Talk to nowhere to run when I'm in trouble. You know, I'd do anything for you. Stay the night, but keep it undercover. I just want to use your love tonight. Whoa, I don't want to lose your love tonight.
try to stop my hands from shaking But something in my mind's not making sense It's been a while since we were